0: It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to the Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zidal. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zidal.
1: Welcome to the Business Edge. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My motto is, if you do what you always did, you will get what you always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your business and leadership. Today's program, Carrying Out the Theme of the Entrepreneurial Journey, is With Success Comes Great Responsibilities. How can women entrepreneurs build a successful business and realize their vision? My guest is Sonu Ratra, co-founder of Akraya, an IT staffing and consulting company who will share her insights into how the company has built a winning culture, a Best Place to Work award, and the preferred staffing partner for large enterprise customers. Also, as an entrepreneur with a charitable heart and a never-say-die spirit, Sun Yu is passionate about giving back to society. She believes that with success comes even bigger responsibilities to your people, to your community, and to the environment. She has been an avid supporter for women's empowerment and is currently spearheading an initiative called Women Back to Work, a workforce reentry program. Sonia, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm so happy to be here, Marcia. And so let's start, as I always do with an entrepreneur. Is to ask them uh, about their business and why did they start it?
2: Excellent. Uh, well, uh, I started the company Acrya uh, in uh, about when the dot-com bust hit uh, in two thousand two thousand one, um, and which was, you know, by what my friend said, "Are you are you out of your mind? Are you insane? Why would you start a company?" Um, And I said, well, there is no other way but to go up. Uh, And here we are, 15 years later, having built a multinational IT staffing and managed services firm. We're headquartered here in Santa Clara, California, uh, but we have large offshore operations in India, and we have a presence in seven countries. And what we do is uh, we work uh, and specialize in contingent staffing, uh, managed services and managed projects in the areas of IT, engineering, creative, and marketing, uh, and our client bases, Fortune 500 enterprises, and a lot of technology startups. We are—I'm uh, proud to say—I'm a woman-owned uh, and minority-owned certified business, and also a certified Bay Area uh, green business. Uh, we've won several um, national and local awards mm-hmm. in recent years. Uh, including we've been on the San Francisco Business Times Best Places to Work Award three years in a row, which is by no means an easy task (laughs) to achieve when you're competing against the best of the best corporations Mm -hmm. in the Bay Area. Uh, We've been ranked by Staffing Industry Analyst, which is sort of the partner of our industry, as a best staffing company to uh, come for and a best staffing company to work for, uh, we're also, you know, we've backed some other awards that I'm extremely proud of. Uh, for example, the healthiest workplaces sure. in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. engaged workplaces uh, in the Bay Area, um, great place to work in, in the United States. Uh, women's President Organization ranked right. us as amongst the top 50 women-owned businesses in the United States. Uh, so that's you know, sort of my business. But I think what I am most proud of, Marsha, is yes, of course, I've been able to grow the business. I couldn't have done it without the team that sits here in my office and uh, globally. Uh, couldn't have done it without them. But I, as, as a team, I think what we're most proud of is that we're very, we're a very socially responsible company. So we right. deeply uh-huh. care for what's happening in our environment, what's happening in the globe. And we believe that It's it's our responsibility to make as far-reaching impact as we can uh, with several things that we can do in our power, like, you know, we'll raise money for literacy in India, we'll raise money for Haiti, Uh we'll go build homes for Habitat for Humanity, we mentor business women from Afghanistan and Rwanda, uh, we have launched a program called Women Back to Work. Uh, so to me, the you know, the business and our social responsibility are, are hand in hand. Right. And, and, and I that think makes it unique as well. Right.
1: And I think that we are going to get into that um, right. in a little later on. Um, but, you know, uh, and so you, you've you built this company and you built it at a, at a time um that you know people told you you were crazy. Um, so, you know what do you find most satisfying about being an entrepreneur? What is it about that, you know the the role you've taken on and the challenge you've taken on that keeps you motivated?
2: Well, so I can tell you that I have, in the past, been in a corporate work environment. I have worked for large, a large biotech company. Have worked for a large networking company. I started my career with the largest consulting organization in India, Tata Consultancy Services. Uh, but it was always working for someone else. And and mm-hmm. and by no means um, do I, um, I. I see a lot of value, and I have learned a lot. Um, but when I worked at these large corporations, even then I was sort of and. Entrepreneur, intrapreneur, if if that's what you, you know that's what you call it within the corporation. So I was coming up with these these different ideas, and I was going to my uh, head of IT and head of the CIO and said, "Let's do this and let's do this idea, and that's going to help us get here, and that's going to help us get there." Um, so I I realized at you know at some point it was an aha moment for me that. You know, this is what I want to do. I want to start my own company, and I want to be an entrepreneur. And to me, that is—you know—you do what you love, and you love what you do, uh, and then it's not work; it's passion, right? Um, right. And I and and I think owning a business is is a thrill like no other. Um, it is definitely a roller coaster ride because there's several highs and there's several lows. Um, but to me, being able to write your own story. Mm-hmm. being able to write your own destiny that's a great reward and of course it comes with challenges because it's by no means an easy task to go from you know, way, you know from zero to continue to grow to grow in revenues to continue to grow your team to continue to win customers uh, continue to build relationships but I think that challenge is the biggest reward for me and so that's the most satisfying, but it's also, you know, it's, all, it's also challenging, but it's also very satisfying.
1: Right. And I've heard this from um, quite a few other entrepreneurs that I have interviewed for the Business Edge that they were in corporate And, um, at some point they said, I want to do this on my own. Um, I want to, you know, and, and sometimes they had these great ideas and they would go to their boss and, um, um, nothing happened. So there was that impetus to say, I'm going to make this happen. Was that the same for you as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, for example, uh, my role, and you know, and I obviously I take that very, very seriously. Um, And and over the years, I have gained wisdom. Over the years, (laughs) I have uh, had more confidence in myself. Uh, Over the years, the. The folks that I'm surrounded by have, you know, have have learned from them. Um, So my role, you know, which I take very seriously is to build a strategic leadership team. It is to help execute our company strategy for annual growth. It is to build an international and a global brand, right? I mean, Uh and I, you know, the Acrya brand is a very important brand, and I represent the Acrya brand Uh, to expand the company's operation and footprint in countries. Uh, you know, beyond the stuff we currently have. It is also to lead diversity initiatives. It's also, to, like I said, to care for the environment uh, mm-hmm. and direct a, cry, direct a company's social responsibility efforts. So absolutely, I mean, it, the, the ability to, um, you know, have that, play, that complete plate where you can build as you want, um, mm-hmm. that's, it's, it's just, I mean, it's like I said, it's like no other thrill uh, that you can experience. So you know, let's you know you
1: talked about when you started and and what um, what you find so so satisfying, and I want to bring you up to the present because um, there's a lot of economic uncertainty, mm-hmm. a lot of change going on. So. One of the challenges that you face is that the staffing industry is constantly evolving and staffing companies that want to survive must continue to evaluate how they operate and move with the changing times. So can you talk a bit about that? Because I think that would be very helpful for the, uh, for other entrepreneurs who are listening.
2: Sure, sure, absolutely. well. So- The staffing industry um, is a very volatile industry, and it has been constantly evolving. Um, So you have to continuously reinvent yourself, and you have to, for that matter, you have to rewrite your plan, or you have to change your business plan to adapt to the market. And I'll give you some examples. When we started the company 15 years ago, um, it was easy to pick up the call. I mean, it was you know, you spend all day calling, right? It's mm-hmm. easy to call people, uh, call hiring managers, call folks that were looking for talent, uh, and say, "Hey, here's what I do." And and at that point, you had no revenues. you had no book of business, uh, but they would they would say, "Yeah, well, why not? Let's give you a, let's give you a chance. Let's uh, look at what you have." And contracts were easier, uh, but. Over the years, you know, if I was to do cold call calling today, or if my team was to do cold call calling today, um, that has completely gone. So we've had to reevaluate. You know, how do we use social media? How do we be more? How are we more creative around reaching out to people to getting more business to building that business? It isn't as easy as placing a phone call and really getting to know people. It's much bigger than that, right? That's one. Right. Uh, right. Two. The, the staffing industry in particular has gone to through several model changes um, we've had especially now uh, with uh, you know with with large fortune five hundred looking at compliance and looking at risk mitigation and looking at talent uh, as you know very strategic, even if it's contingent talent you know how do you you leverage that talent? and how do, max, how do you maximize quality and the leverage of that, uh, that resources, right? Um, there is, it, it isn't as easy as it used to. So you have to be able to evolve uh, continually. So, for example, now uh, it's very difficult to get a direct contact with corporations, and you work with several organizations that are called sort of the master managed services providers, uh-huh. So there's sort of the go between a staffing company and the corporations, and that's where the staffing world is evolving. So a few years ago, we realized that, well, that's really who our clients are going to be. And so we've had to change our model to adapt to working with these managed services providers. And another challenge, um, we live in the Valley, and uh-huh. we have a uh, very capable team of recruiters. But these recruiters in a staffing world and where everybody's trying to hire for talent would get hired by companies like Google and Facebook and LinkedIn. And, um, well, we sat down there and said, well, that's not going to work because our best recruiters are being, you know, taken away, poached by all these companies. Um, so we had to say, well, let's build an offshore operations in India where huh? we can build a large team of recruiters and, you know, better service our customers because now we have 24 by 7 with We hire a larger number of people um, and still continue to grow. Uh, so that was another way we had to evolve. Uh, and so obviously now we have a smaller team, but we have large offshore teams. Um, so in, in that way, uh, you know, staffing has really evolved. I, for one, use a lot of diversity and procurement conferences to be able to network now with mm. procurement and diversity leadership uh, because I, I believe that as a staffing company, I cannot stay in my silo and I have to go out there and network uh, because that's where we're going to meet the right people. So, I, it's, you know, there's, there's challenges. You have to continuously rethink your strategy. Right, and I think
1: this is a, this is relevant to any industry today, that it is changing, and I liked your your analogy with, you know, maybe 15 years ago, cold calling was the way to get business, but it ain't the way to do it now, and you have to rethink not only your strategy, your methodology, um, your mindset, everything, and so those who can adapt will survive, and I think that's what you're, you're you know, the gist of what you're saying, so, Sunyu, you know, I think it's time for a short break. Um, I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves coach, and my guest is Sonia Rot talking about her strong belief that with success comes great responsibilities. Um, in the next segment, Sonia will be talking about um Uh, an initiative that she is spearheading called Women Back to Work. And this is how, you know, it's one thing to talk about giving back to society and giving back to your community, but Sonia is really doing it, and she's going to tell us how she's doing it. So you're listening to The Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm.
3: Need a speaker for your next event that will engage, educate, and energize? Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, will quickly capture your audience's attention with her enthusiasm, her ability to connect with diverse groups, and her real-world success stories. She creates learning experiences that turn on the light bulbs, trigger innovative ideas, and motivate decisive action. The result? Accelerated leadership performance and business profitability. Schedule a keynote, presentation, or webinar now. Go to smartmovescoach.com forward slash speaking.
4: Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N at InspireNexus.com.
5: Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded best of staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it. People plus, And you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com.
3: Are you starting a business, growing a business, or investing in businesses? How well do you stack up to successful entrepreneurs? Do you have the right leadership and talents to build profitable, saleable companies? Find out if you're on the right success track by taking the entrepreneur edge and the emotional intelligence profiles. You'll get fast, personalized feedback with your top success factors and the top smart moves to power on and power up your business performance. Start right now. Go to smartmovescoach.com and click on Success Profiles.
0: You're tuned into the Business Edge with Marsha Idol. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to the Business Edge. Welcome
1: back to the Business Edge. I'm Marsha Ziedel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those who do good and do well. My guest is Sonia Rotnaw, co-founder of Acvia an IT staffing consulting company, talking about her strong belief that with success comes great responsibilities. So at the end of the last segment, Sonia talked about um, how the staffing industry has been changing and evolving and that her company and every company no matter whether you're in, uh, in the staffing world or some other world, has to evolve and change. And she has some great examples of how she's doing that. And so, but I do want to move and take a uh, take a little turn here um, because Sonia also believes so strongly about a sense of responsibility for her company. And so, Sonia, talk more
2: about that. Well, uh, Marsha, you know, I grew up in um, India, and although you know I was blessed and uh, privileged, um, it is still not uh, easy growing up in India uh, because you you fight ch- you have challenges day after day, um, year after year, month after month, and just get through them uh, without you know really batting an eyelid because you know there's no other way but to just keep going, right? So I understand, I understand poverty. I understand. That the sense of responsibility, and I feel uh, having come to this country with this dollars in my pocket and to build a better dream, you know, I think think live the American dream. Um, And now that I have built my business, which and and I can tell you, I haven't built it alone. You can't, um, you have to have a good team in place, and you have to have people that are willing to help you, and have friends and my colleagues, and you know, have help me through every step of the way. I feel um, very strongly that I have the sense um, and I have the responsibility and the opportunity to give back to our society, to our community, and our environment. And, um, and I've, we've done it in several ways, and I'm not the only one who believes in the team that sits here. They all believe in it. So I'm very fortunate in that way um, that the people we've hired also have a very strong sense of social responsibility. And they are the actual ones that keep us going. Um, and you know, uh, you know about Peace Through Business program where yes. we mentor business women from Rwanda and Afghanistan. Um, I feel like I could help women here, but I think the impact is so much bigger when I'm looking at countries, developing countries like Africa or India or Afghanistan, uh, or you know, what else can we do as a team? So, um, to me, you, you can't be successful without being responsible. Uh-huh. So you know, um, you uh, the sense
1: of responsibility, which touches me too on a very personal level. Um, It seems to me it it came from. Did it come from your family? Um, You know, you talked about your life in India. Uh, was there a sense of of response, social responsibility that you grew up with, or did it evolve when you came to the as, as you became more successful in the United States?
2: Yeah, uh, Marsha, that's such a good question. I actually never, you know, I have never thought about that. But now that you ask me, um, that sense of social responsibility comes from my father. Uh, my hmm. father, who has now passed away, um, when I was growing up, he was um, he without you know without money being the real reason he was just helping everybody he could find he could talk to who came to him for help he was actually even awarded a citizen global citizen award by the prime minister of india uh, you know when he was alive um, and as and i was as i was growing up uh, my mother and father you know taught me um, you know you know race um, there's, you know, there's equality in race and sex and in everything that you look at. Uh, uh, so I, I think that that is inherent to me as values that I learned from my childhood. Uh, and having seen my father do all those roles has been, a, I mean, he's been a role model for us.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- I think that question that I ask is came from my own background, because right. I, my, my father was my role model and I spent, uh, he had a grocery store and I spent most of my young years uh, with him and saw how he treated his employees, how he treated his customers, all those things that still stay with me, you know, many, many years uh, since, since since that time. So I think it, it, just,
2: it just evolved from my own childhood. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we all learn from uh, our, ba- I mean, from our background, from our childhood and then we apply <laughs> all of that in our adult life and I think that's exactly what I'm doing
1: Right, so I know now that you've been involved we've both been involved with the Peace Through Business program um, uh, mentoring and helping women in Rwanda and Afghanistan but you have um, um, uh, um another project that's getting off the ground and it's called Women Back to Work and so tell, tell us a bit about that and not only tell us about it, but why, why, why this program, and why now? Yeah.
2: Um, so, since you know, since I came to this country, um, or even before, and since I've worked in the corporate world and I've started my own company, the one thing that I know I'm very committed to supporting is women. <laughs> Uh-huh. Young girls and women. And the fact that I'm a woman, I recognize that as a very, very important responsibility I have. Um, and the fact that I am then in a staffing environment, in a staffing world, um, we've had I've had several customers and friends and colleagues and people I know saying, "Hey, here's a woman. she's been she's worked at this company, but she had to leave because she had to raise her daughter. Um, can you help her get in, get into work? So over the years, very informally and casually, and because we do this every single day, I've been with confidence, uh, sent, passing their resume off to several, you know, friends I know, saying, hey, why don't you look at her? And they'll say, no, she has a gap. I say, no, 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 why don't you look at her? She. Why don't you go meet with her? She is a fantastic candidate, and I've seen that they've actually got hired. Uh, so we've been doing this for multiple years. Um, and in the past, you know, when I hear the buzz around, and, you know, and I talk to HR partners or I talk to diversity and inclusion uh, inclusion uh, experts or uh, leaders, they've talked about lack of gender diversity in their workforce. And uh-huh. in general, they've talked about just lack of talent, you know, that they can't find good talent and there's not enough women in the workforce. And um, so a colleague of mine, and I went through this period when we were supporting this friend of ours, uh, when she went through a terrible tragedy and really helping her get back into the workforce, and we both talked about it. And we were both passionate about, we said, why don't we create a formal program that whereby we can help these women get back into the workforce. So that's how the program was born. It is an ACRIA initiative. It's my company's in- initiative. It's not a nonprofit because I personally don't want to be going and running uh, to ask for grants or ask for money mm-hmm. to fund mm-hmm. the program because I, I feel like I can fund it. Um, So, the purpose of the program, therefore, is to introduce a pool of untapped, highly skilled, career-ready women to our participating partners or, you know, Fortune 500 companies that have a desire to bridge the diversity gap and also at the same time are seeking talented individuals who make a positive impact on their business. Um, So, companies want to boost gender diversity, access a wider tool pool of talent, um, we have, I have a qualified and experienced pool of talent that want to enter the workforce, and WBW exactly does that. So it's it's really creating systemic pathways for to facilitate the reentry of women into the workforce. And. Thanks.
1: And so, you know the, the you know, are these women of a certain uh, when you, they're, they're skilled, but are they um, 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 mostly uh, technology women? Or are they women with uh, different skill sets? and what level? you know, um, just tell a little more about that.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so these the this challenge pipeline is a highly talented pool of women in technology, engineering, management, leadership, marketing, sales, finance, operations, HR, administration. So they come from, you know, town pool across across the board. Um, They are, they're very smart women. They're very qualified women. Um, They know to talk the talk, walk the walk. Mm -hmm. They can hit the ground running. Uh, It's just that they haven't worked for whatever number of years. Uh, but that does not make them less qualified. Right. So maybe
1: some of them took off to to, to raise a child, or they may have had to take care of a, a family member. Is these the kind of um, um, situations? Yes, absolutely. That, yeah.
2: Well, the, you know, we, you, I mean, we all know um, colleagues' wives. We know school moms. We know our neighbors. Mm-hmm. All these women who were at the top of their career, uh, at the peak of their career, they could have been mid-manager roles, And then they left. They left to either have children, raise those children, maybe a sabbatical, perhaps Mm -hmm. take care of sick parents, or just maybe, you know, sometimes to take a break from everything, right? Um, Right. And then they're daunted. When they come back, a lot of companies are not willing to give them a chance. Mm -hmm. And
1: um, I'm just so curious. So I'm going to ask you a couple of more questions about yeah. this. Is there a fee for this? Does the company pay f- uh, a fee for your services? Or um, how do you, uh, are you interested in monetizing it?
2: Yeah, a very good, that's a very good question. So unlike other organizations that do help women, we do not charge the women absolutely anything. Uh, because mm-hmm. we feel that's creating another barrier for women uh-huh. to re-enter the workforce. Um, what we do is, uh, when, and, but it, but at the same time, I don't think it's a charity, and I don't right. want our customers to think it's charity because, you know, when you hire someone, you pay for that candidate, right? right? Whether, it's a, uh-huh. whether it's a female or a male. Um, so our model is such that we train and coach and mentor these women. We get them ready, career ready to work at, at a customer, and the customer pays us, and they typically uh-huh. pay us whatever the market rate is uh, for hiring that kind of talent. Uh, so that's how we are monetizing it. But at the same time, you know, we, we, we do know that we're not going to get paid as much as, you know, someone who's worked in the industry and have not, has not had a gap. Um, so the goal is really not to, not to make money out of it. The role is, our goal is, well, let's get these women back into the workforce but, at a, at, you know, obviously someone has to pay for it, and it can be lesser or whatever that amount is, but at least it gives those women a chance, because once you've, once you've got your foot in the door uh, and you've proved yourself, which these women are really good about that, then you you've start to build your career path, and then you, it'll be easier for you to get your next job as well. Right. And so how long has this been
1: in existence? Is it, I know it's quite new um, um did it just did you just start it, or has it been in existence for a couple of months or a year or something like that?
2: so informally uh, like i said we, we i have been helping women enter the workforce for several years, you know since I founded the company since we founded the company mm-hmm. uh, but we formally launched this program of in March two thousand uh, and fifteen and we had conversations around it and And I think where we are today is we have successful relationships with several uh, large Fortune 500 companies because they love the idea, Um, Mm -hmm. and they are engaging with us to use you know to kind of leverage or hire some of these women into their workforce. And here's how here's how you know we're selling it: the the more women you see in your resume pool, Mm -hmm. the more women you're going to interview. Therefore, the more women you're going to end up hiring. Uh, so it's just, I mean, I think it's as simple a formula as that. You increase the number of women in your talent pool, and you're going to start ending up seeing the numbers get better and better and better. And that's where we want to get to. Um, so I would say there, we still have a long way to go because there's still biases. And it's not as easy as it sounds. Uh, everybody loves the idea, but when you have to implement it, right. you know it takes real guts to. It takes real commitment to this cause to implement it. But I think we're getting there. Well, it it you know I'm excited about
1: this, and I can hear your enthusiasm too. And um, it, it, I think that what's so interesting is. Um, but you're being entrepreneurial because an entrepreneurial an entrepreneur sees a need, whether it's in their community, or in their industry, or whatever, and they meet that need. And you've seen this need for women um, who are highly talented but have a gap in their um, work history and probably was having difficulty in finding um, um, a a really you know a good job. And y- you've you've you're solving the problem, so I I think that is great. Um, now it's time, of, you know, love to talk to you more about um, you know uh, women back to work, but it is time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Sonia Rotna, talking about her strong belief that with success comes great responsibility. You're listening to the Business Edge on Voice America's Business Channel. Stay tuned.
3: Need a speaker for your next event that will engage, educate, and energize? Marsha Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, will quickly capture your audience's attention with her enthusiasm, her ability to connect with diverse groups, and her real-world success stories. She creates learning experiences that turn on the light bulbs, trigger innovative ideas, and motivate decisive action. The result? Accelerated leadership performance and business profitability schedule a keynote presentation or webinar now go to smartmovescoach.com forward slash speaking
4: have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course glenn ramsey the entrepreneur blind spot coach will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your kpi goals Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N at InspireNexus.com.
5: Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded best of staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it... People plus, And you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or s-n-e-l-l-i-n-g.com.
3: Are you starting a business, growing a business, or investing in businesses? How well do you stack up to successful entrepreneurs? Do you have the right leadership and talents to build profitable, saleable companies? Find out if you're on the right success track by taking the entrepreneur edge and the emotional intelligence profiles. You'll get fast, personalized feedback with your top success factors and the top smart moves to power on and power up your business performance. Start right now. Go to smartmovescoach.com and click on success profiles.
0: You're tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Idol. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to marcia at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to the Business Edge.
1: Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marcia Ziedel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest today is Sonia Rotner, co-founder of ACRIA, an IT staffing and consulting company, talking about her strong belief that with success comes great responsibilities. And during the last segment, she talked about um, an initiative that she and her company and team have started, and formally it is called Women Back to Work, and she talked about how how what she's doing and how she's helping both the women get back to, into work, but also helping companies because they have uh, to bring more diversity and a better talent pool into into their organization. So, Sonia, I think this is just a great way that you are giving back to your community and 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 really walking the talk of social responsibility. But now I want to get back to you and you as an entrepreneur, and right. so um, in your entrepreneurial journey, what has been
2: your biggest, biggest aha moment? Okay, well I've had you know I've had a few, <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know. And this, again, goes back to, you know, where you are from and what you have learned along your life and what life lessons you've experienced, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Having come to this country, you know, started a business, um, having grown the business, um, you know, you have several moments of self-doubt. Right. And being a woman, right, you, you, hear, you hear everything, you hear some negative stuff. I mean, although I have been very fortunate not to, not to really encounter that, but you, you do hear negative stuff, right? And you do, you do have the experiences where you have some self-doubt. Um, and, and I think in the last year, year and a half, and I think maybe it has to do with the experience, you relying on your gut, uh, you' relying on your experience and your wisdom and your experiences I think for me the biggest aha moment has been hey really truly believe when when there when your inner voice is talking to you and when it is saying something it is it's not you know rely on your hunch or rely on your gut and and continue to move forward without Absolutely, any self-doubt because you completely believe in. I mean, believe it or not, that is my aha moment to have that deep, deep confidence in what I'm doing, and I and I feel like I am poised today for better success and a better growth, and to do have a to implement a better strategy than I have ever been. Uh, and I think for me, that aha moment is that confidence um, and the belief in myself. And it seems
1: to me. That I've heard that from other women. um, That um, you know they know that they know their stuff. They know their skills. Mm -hmm. um, They've had successes, but that 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 inner voice tells them, "Mm, "You're not as you know." You brings that doubt. Um, Was there anything? Because you say you just more recently just feel like y- mm-hmm. you've made it, you've you've you you don't have that self doubt. Was there anything that happened that changed your your feeling about doubting yourself to now saying, "Boy, I'm I'm going to go forward and uh, I have all this deep self confidence."
2: Uh, it did, it did, and I think it's uh, it, uh, to, for me. It has been meeting with other women um,
1: mm-hmm. that
2: are very successful, uh, mm-hmm. really looking at their behavior, looking at, you know, they're their wonderful, inspiring women, looking at their leadership and looking at what is it that they're doing. And, you know, what, uh, what is their career path has been and how are they growing their companies or what kind of leader are they? And I can, you know, there's several. Um, Cheryl Sandberg is one. Um, mm-hmm. I've been to the Tuck program, a women's graduate, you know, women's um, executive program at the Tuck School of Business. And, you know, I was amongst 40 women and we had all had the same stories, right? And that... And you heard that over and over again, Um, so definitely meeting other women, um, being I I think having a growth mindset, um, and not not truly being solo in everything you do, uh, and learning from your peers, um, that, and then trying to mirror it somewhat. So because I don't think I could have learned all this myself. It's again looking at you know what are the examples. Uh, and what is where is my inspiration coming from? And that truly has helped me.
1: Um, boy, that is certainly words of wisdom uh, that apply to women, but also to men as well. Um, and I think that is such a, a su- such deep wisdom that can be passed on to to women in general, younger women in particular, women. Um, uh, in, in in developing countries, mm-hmm.
2: um, you know, it, you just touched me. That's what I want to say. You touched <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I think I, mean, I think men leaders too. I mean, you're right. You you said that correctly. You know, you look at you look at men, and you of course look at. I mean, I particularly do look at women uh, <laughs> because I, I find a lot of inspiration from that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yes, both men and women, and you see how people have set examples, and I think there's so much much wealth of learning that we're surrounded by. You just have to open your eyes, and you have to be able to adapt. Right. And so I want to
1: move on because we are tapping your wisdom Mm -hmm. here. Um, What advice would you give to entrepreneurs in starting a growing a uh, business? Some do's and don'ts that you may have learned the hard way and hopefully mm-hmm. uh, can pass it on so other people can learn it and, and have a little easier time.
2: Right, right. Well, you know, entrepreneurs uh, face a variety of leadership issues when they move from a startup from that point when you start up and then you want to obviously move to a more established business. Mm -hmm. Um, and my advice is, you know, you've got to hire the right talent. Um, so really, really understand how some, you know, say beyond a point, you know, you only have, you know, so many hours in the day, um, you can only do so much. You really have to hire the right talent to be able to take your vision forward. So that's definitely one piece of advice. Um, make sure, um, your team is collaborative. They, you know, it's, 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 they understand that everybody's in this together, um, because if you don't, you know, people are going to be going in different directions, and you don't want that for your company. Um, and then put, you know, when you can, put a management team together. Um, like I said, you can do it again. Uh, so they have to know your vision, and they have to be able to carry your vision forward. Uh, the third, I think, the most important thing is developing a culture. You know, what what <laughs> kind of culture do you want for your company? And how are you going to go about making that happen? Because it happens one step at a time. It starts at the top, and it's with the small things you do. Um, mm-hmm. And I personally believe that culture is, you know, really, really helps you drive your company forward. Uh, so definitely that's important. And then I think, you know, um, in entrepreneurs and business owners have to look at Reevaluate continuously. What is your leadership style, right? Um, yeah. And you know, you may start somewhere, but you might aspire to be somewhere else, completely different than what you are right now. And how do you continue to make personal improvements? How do you make changes in the way you work? And how do you make changes in the way you lead others, right? Um, so you know, you've you've got you have to learn to let go, right? You have to, learn <laughs> yeah. to trust people. You have to be comfortable with delegating. Um, you, you know, the things like res- respect for other people, all that doesn't go away. Uh, but you, I think you really have to look at yourself as a leader um, and really know what is it that you need to change about yourself, which mm-hmm. then leads to change in everybody surrounding you.
1: Right, and those are great words of wisdom, um, and other entrepreneurs have said the same thing, um, and so I just want to get a little more insight from you from some of the things that you said. Um, um, obviously, hiring, that's your specialty, <laughs> So, um, but what about the second thing you talked about was um, to build a collaborative team where everyone is together. Um, that's easy, easier said than done. What, what right. have you done to get your team to collaborate, to be on the
2: same page, to move forward together? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, like I said, culture is a big contributing factor to that. And you have to start, I think it starts right from you when you start interviewing people. When they come into your office, um, the environment that they see, the people that they meet, uh, is obviously, you know, they want to either join your company or don't want to join your company, right? And then we mm-hmm. hire for um, a, a good team fit more than just knowledge or anything else, right? It's important to have the right skills, but it's more important to be able to work in a team-oriented culture. Um, and in, in terms of collaboration, I'll give you several examples, right? We have sure. to work very hard, work very hard in, in, in this office, but we also have a great deal of fun. Uh, we have monthly outings, uh, we Every month, we get together. It's, it's called a monkey meeting where we get together and we are very transparent. We talk about what happened, what was good this month and what was bad this month. How are our financials mm-hmm. looking? I mean, are we, this, is, this is a month that sucked or this is a month that we were phenomenal. So when you do that, the team knows that it is as much as their business as it is yours, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're very mm-hmm. transparent. Um, today, we um, had, you know, it was our Indian Festival Diwali, so we invited our customers and friends and colleagues, and we had a big Diwali get-together, you know. That was, that. Pe- it brings people together. Um, when we raise funds for India by running the Race for Literacy, we work as a team. It brings people together. So I think mm-hmm. it's not just what you sit and do in your office, but it's what you do for people to come in and... Say, hey, I'm working for a company that's much more than just wanting to build a financials or build a revenue. Um, and, and the collaboration comes from trying to solve th- problems together, versus mm-hmm. saying, hey, well, you know, this is your problem or that is all your problem. It's everybody's problem when something goes wrong, and it's everybody's gain when something goes right.
1: Mm, right. And
2: um, and the culture plays a big factor um, in terms of how people start to perceive the company and how they feel like they belong to the company. And that from that comes collaboration, from that comes trust, uh, from that comes the sense of responsibility.
1: Right. And right. just a quick, yes, and you hit it on, hit the nail on the head um, This because um, some people who are listening may not be aware of, I live in Dallas and mm-hmm. I had Um, someone who I knew from social media, from the internet, uh, he happened Mm -hmm. to have moved to Dallas from Atlanta, and he's working at Southwest Airlines. And I have been there before because it's it's one of the premier um, employers. But he said to me, um, I want you to come and I want you to show you what this what this company's about. Now, I knew what the company was about, mm-hmm. but for him, it was important. He, I mean, he, he tuned into that culture. He's so proud to be working there. And, you know, you can just see this as a new hire, how important this is. Um, so I think, you know, and you're doing it in your company as well as many other, hopefully many other companies are doing it, doing that as well to bring collaboration, to bring a culture that brings people together. Um, right. And so I want to move on uh, woo, um, to actually, it's time now, um, I want to you know thank you we've been talking about this. I want to thank you so much um, for the time you spent with us and with me and um, I just you know how can people get in contact you with you what 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 do you want them to know about your company and about you?
2: Well um, well I you know I, I think. Running a business is never a dull moment, right? Uh, right? It's full of highs and full of lows. It's very competitive. It's organized chaos. Right. It is high stress, but it's very fulfilling. And I, I always say that every single day, I have, I'm fortunate to work with the most amazing Acrya team um, to build a great company and to build a better future for our, for my employees, and you know, for the next generation. Um, and I, you know, my my thinking is you know, persevere in everything you do, be financially smart, and be very focused on building relationships. Um, and I'm always open to trying to support um, other women. So if you know if there's women who are listening and who are trying to get back into the workforce, you can go to womenbacktowork.org and find information. Uh, or if there's Fortune 500 companies listening and you're looking for a good IT staffing company to partner with, uh, go to www.acrya.com, um, And I just, you know, as a woman, I feel like it's our responsibility to support other women like Marsha, you've been doing this for several, several years. Right. Um, and, um, and again, you know, listen to your gut and listen to that voice inside your head.
1: Well, thank you so much, Sonia, and um, I hope to see you in Dallas, hopefully in the next, you know, with uh, a piece through business. So let me talk about next week's program to bring magic to your leadership and business, and it is Bring Out the Leader in You. Do you remember the Frankly Covey Planner? A couple of decades ago, companies helped managers transition into leaders by following a proven leadership methodology using a day planner. You were to understand your values, define your long-term objectives, and focus on your daily tasks so that you would align to your individual growth. With the smartphone revolution, point apps emerged, and these planners died along with the leadership methodology that supported it. My guest, Zane Ali, CEO of A to Z, has created the first integrated app designed to allow companies to bring back leadership development for the next generation. Come along for another entrepreneurial journey. Tune in November 18th, noon Pacific, or 3 p.m. Eastern. Remember, to be successful, you must get outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Idol, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business.